Joel Powell, Danger Pants, Jamesy Poo. Back at it. Back fighting the good fight. What, did you, uh, did you think maybe I quit or something? <laughs> Preposterous nonsense. I wouldn't do that. But, uh, just so you know, all things do end. But now is not the time. Oh, boy. Recently, it was election day. Did you all vote? Were you all good sheep? And go out there and cast your ballots? <laughs> For which whip cracker you'd like? Oh, my God, James. That's defeatist attitude. No, it's not. I really don't understand all you people. And there's some of you on the Facebooks. All right, I'm looking at you. You know who you are. You guys are so fucking pro whoever your guy is, right? <laughs> like he's not a piece of shit. Okay? You think this one? Oh, yeah, he's the one. He's the one we need. He's the solution to all our problems. He feels how I feel about stuff. Come on. You don't think there's a whole fucking team of people in a, in a room arguing back and forth about the best thing for this guy to say, <coughs> best thing for him to say, his best stand on an issue, okay? What he really believes. Get the fuck out of here. James, are you saying that you didn't vote? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Call me uh, unpatriotic. Call me an asshole. Uh, as long as you call me, I'm happy. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly. I'm really jaded about the whole politics thing because I really believe. Oh my God, James, are you really going to speak politics? Uh, on the contrary, I'm speaking against politics. That doesn't count. I think they're all full of shit, guys. I just think they're all full of shit. All of them. Every last Fucking one of them. You know it's true. <sighs> right? <laughs> uh, they're all liars. I, I don't believe anything. You know what? It's really hard to be me. Uh, I don't believe any of them. And uh, I don't trust anything they all say. None of it. The whole fucking world is corrupt. And I really don't know if I, if I believe me getting in my little car, driving down to the voting area, parking, getting out, doo -doo 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 -doo, standing in the line, a long line of people, getting up to that little box you stand in, pressing my little fucking buttons or however you do it. I don't know. <laughs> Scantron. I don't know how you do it. And, uh, you know, you, you hand it in. Maybe it's electronic now. I don't know. I haven't done it in a long time. They give you a fancy little sticker. You walk out. I made a difference. <laughs> Did you? You don't think these fucking people that are planning how everything is going to play out, you know, you don't think that they want it to work out the way it's working out? Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> I'm sorry. James, who hurt you? I'll tell you who hurt me. I voted for Al Gore and he didn't win. That son of a bitch Bush won and it was all fixed. <laughs> yeah, it came down to Florida. And guess whose brother happens to be in charge in Florida? Ah! Ah! Preposterous. No, I don't know. I think that was the last time I voted. No, I think I voted for... No, I didn't vote for Obama. <laughs> last time I voted was for Al Gore. Yeah, I still have that bitter taste in my mouth. What's in your mouth, James? Oh, boy. Shut your mouth. You shut it. 
episode 151, everybody. Oh, let me clap for myself. That is an accomplishment. That is a milestone. Uh, I don't ever, I never thought I would reach this milestone. I thought I was going to be done at 50, possibly 100, and said, no, that's enough for me. How could I possibly go past 100? There's no way. And here we are, 151, just like the uh, Bacardi. Maybe this one's a little more dangerous. I don't know. I'm not promising anything because I probably can't deliver. So I'll just leave your hopes way down at the floor and uh, expectations also. That way, I will easily surpass them. So this show's going to be terrible, and uh, don't expect anything good out of it. All right. Uh, I feel like I want to yell and scream some more about uh, about Election Day and all that, but I think I'm going to stop. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. I have a story that ties right into that very topic. It involves a man I ran into just by chance. I don't know this guy. He's a stranger. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is probably how you have your best conversations with complete strangers. People that know you're not going to ever see them again, they just kind of lay it all out on the line because they know, even if you're judging them, like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to see this guy again. <laughs> Remember that show, Taxi Cab Confessions? Well, I used to live that, all right? I used to drive the shuttle for Toyota and take people to and fro and back and forth, and they would tell me some shocking shocking information like why are you telling me i'm thinking why are you telling me this but it was awesome i loved it this is no different ran into this guy and uh he had some great stories now i haven't been on this i haven't done a show in uh at home uh since the halloween episode so i've been taking some time off enjoying myself enjoying my birthday enjoying halloween and trick-or-treating all that shit so, uh, and I'll get to that later, but uh, I ran into this guy weeks ago and he was interesting as fuck. Probably one of the most interesting guys I've ever ran into just based on the stories he told me in the time that I was with him. <laughs> the dude was batting a thousand. He gave me like three good stories in a short amount of time and he was, he fucking killed all of them. So I thought, Hey, I've got a podcast. Hey, other people would like to hear these stories. And after uh, 45 minutes of thinking about it, I was like, wait a second. I can tell these stories on the podcast. Isn't that incredible? I can uh, recycle these stories. And they're not just good dinner party antics. They're good for you as well. Oh, my God. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my God, James. I hate you. Why? You just, you just seem to be getting more full of yourself, James. You're like a lot like Lito now. And um, he used to really not like Lido for James. And um, now I find myself in your shoes and you're filling the Lido role, James. Oh, don't you ever compare me to Lido. How dare you? By the way, James, um, I had a good time speaking with Lido the other night. What? You met Lido? Yes, James. I was here, silly, during your Halloween episode. You were in the bathroom for a really long time. So I was talking to him and, and the guy, um, Super Dick. Yeah, he's um, not too bad looking, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my god. First of all, Super Dick is not your type. He doesn't have a, a Tom Selleck mustache. Yes, James, but I was picturing a Tom Selleck mustache on his face, and uh, I think it could work. All right. First of all, you weren't here for the Halloween episode. I was here the whole time. You weren't ever here. Actually, James, it was a pretty strange uh, circumstance. I just, I just seemed to just show up suddenly. I don't remember getting here. 
and I had a delightful little conversation with with their, your ex horrible sidekick and stupid dick, and then and then I went home. I just I don't remember the drive home either. It's like I kind of blacked out or something. That never happened. Okay, none of this happened. Maybe you heard the episode and you imagined that you were here with us because we just told the story so well and our chemistry is so strong that maybe you felt like you were in the room with us. <laughs> James, I, I was here. If you listen back, I can... No, I don't want to listen back. No, I don't need to because I know the truth. You weren't here and that's the end of it. Whatever you say, James. <sighs> Whatever you say. Okay. Maybe we'll just have to agay to disagay. What are you implying, James? Nothing. All right, shut up. Okay, this dude, speaking of election day and uh, all that bullshit. Now, first of all, this is a very touchy subject for a lot of people. I've actually lost a friend over this very situation because he flipped out for some fucking reason. Oh, because I said that I don't vote because uh, yeah, basically what I said earlier. I think it's all a bunch of horse shit. And uh, he flipped out. And, you know, I'm going to fight for that. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to fight for the truth. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people get really pissed off about this. I think it's fucking dumb. Uh, anyway, so this is what this guy told me. Now, I don't know shit about anything, okay? If you listen to this show, that's what you know. That's the fact that you know I don't know shit. This show is all about uh, opinions, um, rumors, and hearsay, all right? No facts. Even the facts, when I say they're facts, it's probably not a fact. I probably overheard someone saying it. So uh, when it comes to Democrats and Republicans, I don't know anything about this shit. I don't fucking care. This is what this guy told me. This guy was a Democrat. So take it for what you will. But he says, if you uh, look back on history, as far back as you can see, there's always been the extremely rich and the poor. Go, yeah, go ahead, go way back and, and, and analyze it. It's always been the, the kings had their kingdoms, and whoever lived in the kingdom lived the life of luxury. Now, everyone that was outside the kingdom had shit. <laughs> That's what he told me. He goes, now, it wasn't until Roosevelt came along and created a middle class. He was taxing the super rich, and, you know, then the middle class came to be, and uh, that's, you know... So about the 20s or 30s, whatever he said. That's when it started. But now, Republicans are sick and tired of it. They want their money back. They feel like they want all their money, and they shouldn't have to give back at all. And he goes, uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of my friends are Republicans. And one of my friends told me, why the hell should I pay for some kid's lunch at school? Huh? Why should my money pay for that kid? Why don't their parents get a job, earn the money, and feed their own kid? <laughs> and this guy tells me. And I told him, hey, hey, I'm proud. I'm proud to pay for that kid's lunch, knowing that I help someone less fortunate than me. Are you going to go down to the school and go right to that lunch line and say, hey, little girl, sorry, but you can't have anything to eat because I don't want to pay anything for it. And he said, and my buddy says, well, no, I'm not going to go do that. And he tells his friend, well, then you shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Hearing an old uh, 50-something-year-old guy retelling this story. You know, stranger. Just happened to meet him. 
Oh, man, that was great. But basically, yeah, that's what he said. That uh, the, the, the bottom line comes to uh, Republicans are for the super rich. And they, feel, and, and they believe in keeping their money and not, not uh, throwing it around. That's as far as I know, that's what uh, Democrats and Republicans are. <laughs> the Democrats are for the, are for the middle class working people or lower class. I don't fucking know. So he told me to vote for Democrats because it's, uh, it, it's important that we, that we help the lower guy out instead of the rich fat cats up on the hill. And you know me, I don't like the rich fat cats up on the hill. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> so take it from danger. Vote Democrat. <laughs> Whatever. Or take it from danger. Don't vote at all. Because no one man can make a difference. I'm just kidding. Whatever, dude. He said it's very important. So, uh, you know, this guy sounded smart. I'm going to go with what he said. It's very important you vote and to vote Democrat. Because even if the Democrat's a slimy asshole, he's still in the big picture going to be fighting for, uh, you know, the normal, average, everyday, average Joe. All right. <laughs> Same dude. <clears throat> Same dude told me that he was an engineer. The kind that drives trains, that kind of engineer. He's like, yeah, you know, I was an engineer for 40 years. I killed five people. And I was like, what? <laughs> now, right, you know, right when you hear that, you know, he, that's not exactly how he said it. He didn't just say, oh, I was an engineer, I killed, I killed five people. He just said it, you know, a little bit later. Yeah, I killed five people. And I'm thinking, this guy fucking telling me he murdered people? <laughs> that was my first initial reaction, right? I was like, nah, 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 that's not what he's telling me. And I'm like, huh? What do you mean? And he goes, in all my years, in, in my 40 years of, uh, of driving trains or locomotives, whatever you call them, he goes, uh, five, I killed five people. And I was like, no fucking way. How the how? 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 What happened? Tell me. I need details, man. It's not every day you hear someone tell you that they killed five people, right? So he's like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's actually more common than you think. He goes, you know, uh, us, us engineers will get together and tell our, our, our kill stories. <laughs> but he said one of them happened, happened to be when, uh, you know, a truck tried to beat the train and the arms were already down, but he tried to drive in between the arms, you know? And this dude just fucking took that truck out, just hit it, and it just poof, exploded to shit, pieces all over the place. And I'm like, what happens then? What happens to you? He goes, well, I mean, they take a look, and uh, if it wasn't my fault, then there's nothing, there's nothing to do about it. Like, that one was clearly the guy was trying to beat the train, and he goes, I'm off the hook. Like, that's fucking awesome. He just totally killed a person and got away with it. <laughs> he goes, well, you know that, uh, that the train tracks, it's all private property. You know, the, the railroad allows you, you know, to cross over those tracks, you know, but... Really, you can't be on the tracks at all. It's all private property. So, so you you going in that area, you're uh, trespassing. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. So I asked him about all the other, all the other people he murdered, uh, and he goes, "Well, this one woman, she decided to commit suicide, and you know I saw her from uh, from down the tracks. I saw her standing to the side. I just saw a person there, and as soon as we were approaching." She just jumped right in front of the train. He goes, and she exploded onto the windshield. There were body parts all over the place. 
Oh, man. Can you imagine that shit? Isn't that awesome? I still want to drive a train just so I can say I killed somebody. Oh, my God, James. That's dark. It doesn't matter. This person is like a fictional person. I don't know them. Okay? I don't know any details about their lives, so they don't matter to me. Do you see how I detach myself from them? It's like you're watching a movie. Someone gets killed. Like, wow, that was cool. Same thing. Wow, someone got killed. I don't know them, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. And this is the third thing this guy told me. Now, this is, I never, I never heard this one before. Once again, this is his account. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm fucking going to believe it and say it is because I really want it to be true. <laughs> no, nah, it's just really interesting. The dude tells me he has a Chinese wife. He was pretty quick to give me that information. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird. He just came right out with it. Yeah, my wife's Chinese. <laughs> Couldn't help but laugh. This dude was fucking awesome. He had a great sense of humor too. So my laughing at him didn't throw him off. He just kind of laughed along with me. And uh, he goes, yeah, so let me tell you about the Chinese people. And this guy, uh, he was living in, let's see, West Covina. Uh, a lot of Asians, it's not, I don't think it's predominantly Asian. Now, don't get me wrong, the Asians are taking over, okay? And I'm not exaggerating. If you go to cities like Roland Heights, that's right next door to me, all Asian. Hacienda Heights, mostly all Asian. Um, El Mani, big time. Uh, what's the other ones? Uh, come on, the major one. Monterey Park, all Asian. Rosemead, all Asian. Alhambra. If, if you don't believe me, take a fucking drive through all those cities and you will see the truth, my friend. All those areas. I don't know what it... I, they're just taking over, I'm telling you. I share with you my, my theory about that, right? Last uh, couple of shows ago. I think they're planning their takeover. That's all I'm saying. I know, like, I don't hate the Asian people. I just, let's be honest here. They're going to take over and they're going to rule us all. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. There's, all, there's a billion of them. There's nothing you can do about it. Okay? I think, I think if you even kill an Asian, if you cut off their head, two more heads grow in its place. <laughs> I couldn't even get that out. I'm sorry. So he's like, he's like, yeah, my wife's Chinese. Let me tell you something about the Chinese people. She tells me that at a young age, now this woman is from China, by the way, okay? Not born here. This is the real deal. Now, he said that she tells him at a, at the young age, Chinese girls are told, your husband will have mistresses. And your husband will beat you. That's the way it's going to be. So just get used to that idea right now. Can you fucking believe that? That's what they tell him. According to this guy. According to this guy's wife. And you know, I have no reason not to believe this guy. He seemed like a very trustworthy fellow. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they, they already start prepping them. Like, okay, your husband's going to have mistress, uh, you know, girls on the side. But that's not any of your concern. You don't talk about it. It's just the way it's going to be. And he's going to hit you once in a while. And that's the way it's going to be. Now, here's the, here's the catch. Um, you know, they're, they're married to this, to this man. But 
there is a little there's a little um contingency there. If this dude breaks two rules, then they can divorce the guy. The two rules being the first one, if a man brings his mistress into public, right? Is if he's seen with her, if he's seen with the woman out in public, being affectionate and all that shit, whatever. Maybe he's just seen with her in general. I don't fucking know. Then it's like he brings shame to his family. You know, he's supposed to keep that shit a secret. <laughs> Go to the uh, massage parlor. Have your, have your fun. And that's where it stays, all right? And you go back to work or you go back home and then you don't speak of it. Once you bring the broad out, start taking her to dinner and buying her purses and all that shit. It's like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. What are you doing, man? You know, you know, you know the Asians all about the, oh, it is a shame. A dishonor, right? So uh, that's one. The second one is if the man leaves markings on his wife, you know, from, from, from the beatings he's going to give her. That's another one. Deal breaker. All right. She's all bruised up. More shame. Dishonor. You dishonor me. You dishonor my daughter. You will not hit her in the stomach. You will bruise her arms and her legs. Divorce. That's what happens. Seems pretty fucking easy. It seems like an easy plan. I wish I was a Chinese guy. You're telling me I can have women on the side and I can beat my wife, and everything's cool as long as I follow those two simple rules. What the, what's the problem here? You're telling me Chinese men get to have their cake and eat it too? I guess maybe have their rice cakes and eat it too. <laughs> oh, oh my God, James, that's racist. No, it's not. I'm part Chinese. No, you're not, James. Well, you don't know that. Yes, I do, James. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a good fucking, uh, a good deal. My wife is okay with me banging other girls, and I get to beat her up as long as, <laughs> as, long as I keep it in the stomach and keep my, my uh, hot, sexy romances on the side a secret. How can you fuck this up, Chinese guys? And yet you do. What, you get too cocky? Oh, that's what he said. That's exactly what the guy said, actually. That these guys get real cocky. Real cocky. And, uh, you know, he, he would go to China and visit the family and stuff. And that the men, the Chinese men would just act like fucking, they, like their shit does not stink whatsoever. They're just better than everybody. That's this guy's words, by the way, once again. But, uh, so then anyways, he says he meets this, this woman. I, I forget where he met her. I don't fucking know. But uh, once the Chinese women learn that American men don't cheat on them, I mean, come on, you know, for the most part, the ideal, normal, fucking average, good dude, good dude. Once uh, they realize that they don't cheat and they don't hit their women, he goes, she treats me like a fucking God. <laughs> he goes, I'm telling you, I am telling you, he goes, I was in a marriage. For 20 years, 20 fucking long, miserable, agonizing fucking years. <laughs> That's the way he said it. <laughs> he goes, I had great parents, all right? My father was a great man, the best man I've ever known. But he gave me the worst advice. And it's the only time he gave me bad advice. And his advice was, son, you knocked up this girl. You got to do the right thing and marry her. 
and uh you know and and raise those kids you know you she's pregnant now you got to do the right thing and you got to raise those kids and and be a family and when they get old enough then you can if you still want to you can leave he goes so that's what i did that was the worst thing i could have fucking done <laughs> he goes this american bitch Oh man, it was amazing. He's like, you know, it's better you can be a good father and not be in a horrible marriage. You can you can live down the street and be a great father and and provide for your 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 kid, be there for them, you know, do what you have to do. You don't have to be with the mother. And I was like, huh, oh, all right. Coming from a fifty-something-year-old dude that's uh, been through it, I guess I should divorce my wife and get an Asian woman. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but he's like, he goes, like, the thing about these Asian girls, all right, let me tell you something. He goes, they don't get fat, all right? My wife is my age, okay? She's a little bit younger than me. She's still got a gap between her thighs when she closes her legs together. <laughs> She's still got a thigh gap. He goes, unlike these other fat fucking broads in, in America, all right, you show me one of these women that can close their legs together and still have a thigh gap. It's not going to happen. Oh, man. This guy was a fucking trip. Speaking of Asians. Oh, my God, James. That's racist. No, it just ties right in to my next story. I met another dude who told me an, a cool story. Just one. Just one cool story, but it's still cool. He happened to be Asian. He happened to be Taiwanese. But on a side note, you know I like my side notes. Oh, my God, James. You love your tangents. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's something going on with the, all the Asians. Like, they're all against each other. I know the Japanese hate the Chinese, right? Now, this guy was Taiwanese. And uh, he lived next door to a golf course. I happened to be talking to this guy. I'm like, hey, you live next door to a golf course. So do you do much golfing? He goes, no, not that much golfing. No more. No. And yes, I know all my Asians sound like Japanese. That's the way it goes. I'm not going to take the time to learn all these dialects, okay? I'm going to do my one Asian accent, and it's going to sound Japanese, and that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> no, I do not golf anymore. But you know who does a lot of golfing? is uh, Koreans. Because they like to gamble. All they do is gamble. Because they have the businesses with only cash, like liquor stores and laundromats, all cash money. So they gamble with that money. <laughs> The guy had this look of disgust in his face when he was talking about Koreans. Yeah, those Koreans. <laughs> I hate playing behind them because you have to wait for them. Because every single shot is very important because all this money is riding on it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, why don't, you, why don't you golf anymore? I'll tell you why. It all started one afternoon. No. <laughs> he looked up into the sunset and squinted his eyes even more. And, uh, you know, the sunlight was... Uh, Bouncing off his face. And the shadows covered his eyeballs. Nah. He's like, I was on a fishing trip with my friends in Cabo. And we're in, uh, we're on uh, ocean, ocean fishing. <laughs> if you didn't catch that. And I, I hooked a, a marlin. And I was fighting with this fish for two hours. I'm like, wow, two hours. Yes, it was a lot of work. For two hours, I fought this marlin. And I finally started reeling it in because it got tired. I'm reeling it in. 
And as soon as it comes up to the boat we're on, my the captain gets this big, giant, uh, like a baseball bat, just whacks it on its head. <laughs> the guy did the whole motion, the whole thing, right? Entertaining as fuck, this guy listening to him tell a story. And after he hit it on its head, its eyeballs started bleeding and it just like turned upside down on its belly. And it was, it was, you know, we all said like, oh, it's dead for sure. So two guys, they got a, a gaff. I think a gaff, I think that's what it's called. The big stick with a hook on it. And one guy stuck the gaff into the tail. Other guy stuck it into the face. They lifted the giant. It was uh, really, really big. They lifted it up out of the water. As soon as they put it onto the, the top of the boat, I think because maybe the top of the boat was hot, it came back to life. And it went whoosh. And it fucking slapped me with its tail. <laughs> this fish was so big and powerful, it knocked me off my feet. And I fell down onto the boat on my kneecaps. And my kneecaps both broke off. I went, what? Your kneecaps broke off? They, they both shifted to side. Both of them. And I was there, ah, screaming for my life. Never experienced so much pain ever in my whole life until that moment. Can you fucking believe that? Can you imagine that? I'll stop with the Chinese accent. Maybe you didn't understand, understand most of that story, but... Can you imagine falling? Well, first of all, can you imagine getting smacked by a fucking marlin? <laughs> oh, man, he got, he, got, he got bitch slapped by a marlin. A marlin! Do you know what those are? Um, I think so, James. Is it like the fish have real colorful and stuff? No, it's the one with the long, pointy fucking spear nose. Oh, my God, James. I like spears. All right. <laughs> Anything long and pointy, I guess, gets your attention. James, what are you blowing? Nothing. Can you imagine getting knocked? First of all, getting knocked by a fish, getting knocked off your feet, and then landing on your knees and having both your kneecaps break off from where they're supposed to be and turn to the side of your legs. Ah! The guy said he was in a Mexican hospital for like four days. It kept pumping him full of morphine and the whole thing. But I asked him, like, hey, please just tell me one thing. Please tell me the fish didn't get away. Please tell me you, uh, you, you kept the fish. I'll tell you what. We chopped up that fucker and we ate him. <laughs> he said it just like that, too. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's awesome. Oh, man, you showed him. <laughs> but that it is fucked up to go out that way. You know, to get in a life-altering injury on a recreational fishing trip. Isn't that fucking horrible? That's like the worst way to get it. It's not like, oh, I got into a horrible car accident, you know? I was in war. I got shot. I got shot in both my knees. No, nothing like that. No crazy fucking horrific story. It's, well, it's a crazy story, but it's, yeah, I was fishing and a fish slapped me. Damn. That's the worst. It's another guy can't golf, can't swing. His knee will fucking get destroyed again. Wow. Look at that. Speaking of Asian. Oh my God, James Moore. Yes. 
it's an Asian miracle this week. Now, I saw something. Now, look, I, I'm very excited about this. Ah, I, I'm just like overwhelmed with giddiness, okay? I really fucking wish you were there with me. All each and every one of you, because it was that magical. I fucking wish you could have been there for the thing that I saw. Oh my god, James, such a build up. Yep, that's what I do. I build things up and probably let down. No, honestly, it's not this one's not a let down, I guarantee it. This is such a great fucking thing. You're gonna wish you were there too. This is real. This happened to me. It was a surprise and it was glorious. I was driving down this road. In fact, in Roland Heights. Now, this is a, a side street I didn't even know about until this day. It's like you it's like you're in this like I'm not fucking exaggerating. It's like you're in downtown, you know, uh Asian Central, Chinatown. I'm not fucking around. There's two Hong Kong plazas, one on each side of the road. Full of Asian businesses, okay? Bunch of traffic, cars like crazy. You know, they don't drive very well. Bumper to bumper all the time. Then you turn right on the street and you're like in the countryside. All these ranch-styled homes, right? If you don't know what that is, they're very wide homes. They don't go very deep, but they're mostly wide. And the land is just fucking huge. A lot of land. Acres. So that's what there is. And, it, and it's just so quiet and peaceful. And it's like, wow, this is awesome. So I'm driving down this road. There's people on horses galloping on the side. It's fucking beautiful to be from one second in, in the crazy, hectic city life. And you make one right turn and you're just away from it all. You see horses and all that stuff. It's great. Here's what I saw. It was an Asian guy. Sitting on a horse, wearing cowboy boots, wearing Levi jeans, boot cut, wearing a nice button-up shirt tucked in, and a cowboy hat. That's right, fucking ladies and gentlemen. I saw an Asian cowboy! Yeah! But it gets better. The reason why he was so fucking impressive is because what he was doing. He said he was riding a horse, James. Yeah, he's riding a horse, but he was also in his right hand. Oh, I'm so fucking excited about it. In his right hand was the, uh, ah, fuck, what's that thing called? The stupid thing that hooks onto the horse's face. <laughs> Last, not the lasso, bridle, I don't know. The, the, the leash, <laughs> the leash for the horse, whatever you call it. In his right hand. In his left hand was a rope. And connected to that rope was a fucking llama. That's right. An Asian cowboy walking a fucking llama. <laughs> yeah. Woo. And he was smiling at me. And he waved. When do you ever see an Asian cowboy in, in full cowboy gear riding a horse walking a llama? You never see it. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it happened to me. It was something I never even knew was on my bucket list, but I crossed it. I added it to my bucket list and crossed it off immediately. Ah, here's the good part. I took a photo of this motherfucker, okay? I had to turn back around and snap a photo because I knew this magic would never occur again. 
And you can see this photo after I post it, after this show is released. Where, James? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. That's right. The Instagrams at the danger hour. This is the only fucking reason you need to, if you, first of all, if you don't even have an Instagram account, this is the only reason you need to create an Instagram account and follow at the danger hour. That's the only reason, and you're going to thank me. I promise you. You're going to see this magic, and you're going to thank me because it's fucking epic. Now, granted, you can't tell he's Asian because it's from behind. But just, just picture what I'm telling you. An Asian guy smiling at you, all right? <laughs> Walking a llama. Just picture that, and it'll bring you as much joy as it did me. Wow, James, you uh, really got carried away with the whole llama thing. It's a fucking llama. When do you ever see a llama being walked by an Asian cowboy? It never happens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh, guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? You know what? Let me. I'm, I'm going to pause for a few seconds so I can take a drink of my fancy iced coffee, okay? Because I'm thirsty. I'm talking too much about Asian cowboys. <laughs> Hold on. All right, and by the miracle of time travel, I am back. Okay. There's a lot of awkward things that happen to you in your life. In each stage, you have different opportunities to have different awkward scenarios. Okay? I'm not going to go through all the stages. But, yeah, maybe I'll give you a couple. <laughs> so, one awkward stage would be like if you're in school, and that time you got to dress for PE in front of people for the first time. Awkward. Maybe the next one is you uh, are going out on a date with a chick and maybe you go to take your underwear off and you have a skid marks. Awkward. <laughs> okay, here's another awkward. When you become a parent, it's another phase, okay? Believe it or not, you do have opportunities to be in awkward situations. Let me tell you about mine. Because I know you're all dying to hear about it. Oh my God, James, who cares? All right. Get this, okay? I, I didn't think about this before. But this is a real thing. And it's fucking retarded and I hate it. Because you all know I hate people. So the fact that I got to be surrounded by people <laughs> against my will really upsets me. I'm, I'm talking about when your kid gets invited to another kid's party. Okay, this happened with my son. My son is four years old. He's in pre-kindergarten, whatever that shit's called. No, maybe he's in, I think maybe he's in pre, I think he's in pre-fucking, what's it called? <laughs> I think he's in pre-preschool or some shit. Pre, I don't know, he's in pre-something. His birthday is coming up, so he missed that whole thing where he has to go wait, like wait like a whole new year. Which I think I like because I was four going into kindergarten. And uh, I think it would have benefited me if I would have been, if I would have been held back a year. I think it would have, I think everything would have been, I think things would have worked out for my, in my favor more. All right. I would have had all the women, would have been a star athlete, the whole thing. I blame my parents for putting him in school for too early. So my kid's going to have all the pussy and he's going to play all the sports. <laughs> You're welcome, son. Uh, so, <laughs> so he comes home with an invite one day, and uh, oh look, my 
friend has a birthday party. I want to go to the party. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> Natalie, my wife. Yeah, we should take him. We have to take him to this party. He wants to go. We owe it to him. Oh, uh, fuck. All right. Fine. I'll be a good dad. God damn it. So we go to this party. Now, here's the weird. Here's the thing. It starts, uh, I forgot what time. Let's say it's at 2 o'clock. We don't want to show up late. Because we want to be there early so that when people come, you know, they have to say hi to us instead of us showing up late and having to go, oh, and being extra awkward because there's a whole fucking group of people there and it feels even more weird. So we wanted to be there before everybody and already be on like the wallflowers. Like, oh, hi, we're blending in. So that's what happened. We get there early. The kids' parents are there. There's like another couple there. Another couple couples. And uh, we walk up and it's just awkward, dude. Because this fucking woman, the mother of this kid, she does the horrible, stupid mistake of not introducing you to everyone who's there. Because, oh, I don't know. We don't fucking know anybody here. Have you thought about that, lady? Some people with their goddamn lack of manners. I don't understand it. You know? Oh, hi. How are you? You know, we don't even know her. All right, this is the first time meeting her. Hi, I'm so-and-so's mother. Oh, you're his parents? Oh, great. Look, here's my my parents. This is my friend so-and-so. You know? How hard is that? That shit is dying also. With the whole technology advancing, everyone's all about them fucking selves. Everyone forgot how to be normal, decent fucking people. So that happens. We walk up and it's like, oh, hi, hi. Oh, I'm Jacob's dad. Oh, and, you know, it's my wife. Oh, hi. Oh, nice to meet you. And, you know, uh, make yourself at home. Walks away. <laughs> so, you know, we got to take it upon ourselves. Oh, hi. How are you? Hi, I'm James. Oh, hi. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, just weird. We're just standing there like, you know, and they have one of these giant, like, that bouncy thing. But this one is like a, like a gladiator style, like a, American Gladiators, like Obstacle Course. Or no, what's that new show that's out? That stupid show where you got to like American Ninja Warrior. You got to go to like the whole obstacle course. This thing has like, you got to climb a fucking hill. It has pillars you got to run through, the whole thing. It's like a, <laughs> it's like that military bullshit. I forget what it's called. But uh, yeah, you get the whole point. So we're sitting there and I'm watching, I'm throwing Jacob in it, you know. Because he doesn't want to go in because he's fucking, oh, I'm shy. So I grab my son, dude. Literally, literally, pull his shoes off and fucking throw him in there. And once he's thrown in, he's got no choice but to hang out with his friends and, you know, try to blend in. And he starts having a great time right away. So we're sitting there watching, you know, and, and just being awkward and like, oh, man, when can I fucking leave? And this dude looks at me. There's some guys in the garage watching the football game. They're having some beer. There's two guys. And I'm looking in. It's like, all right, I'm not gonna just go. Like, I'm, not, I'm not just gonna walk up. Hey guys, how's it going? I feel like a dickhead. Like, oh, who's this douchebag just fucking inviting himself in here? This is like, you know, VIP section. So I stand in there and I hear. So I heard the dude go, "Hey, bro." I turn around. Hey, man, you want a cold one? And I was like, "Yes, here's my in." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I walk in. He gives me a beer. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I left Natalie out all by herself. <laughs> and I look over, and she's playing with some with the kids and stuff. And I'm like, "All right, she's fine." So I'm hanging out with these dudes, a couple of them. The one guy walks away, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start talking to the guy. It turns out the other guy has never been there before, and he's fucking awkward, too. So we start hanging out, and that's our, you know, mutual thing. 
So uh, a little bit later, here's where it gets more awkward. Um, well, well, first, this guy happened to be like in his late 40s. And I realized something. I think I mentioned this before. I think once you're a guy and you reach 25 years old, you can kind of like hang out and talk to other dudes like kind of almost equally. It's kind of weird. You can just, you know, oh, hey, how's it going? Like he might be, he might be twice your age. But, you, you know, you still talk about football. You can still talk about women. Still talk about the fuckheads at work, you know? It's like the shit just carries on. Until they reach like a really old age. We're like, eh, I can't relate to you, you young whippersnapper. Fuck you. You know? All you young guys, you don't get it. You don't understand. You know, that whole thing. So we're hanging out like we're best fucking friends. It was cool. But then, uh, you know, next thing you know, uh, we're hanging out with other parents and you know, you break off in your little groups and it was fine after a while, but I wound up being into another awkward situation. The other situation where there's teenagers that show up and start playing rough around your small kids, you know? Now, this made me realize something, that I was an asshole kid. <laughs> because I was that kid in my uncle's par parties growing up. They'd have a jumper and me and Monkey and my brother we and, and other people, we'd all jump in the jumper and start tossing each other around and fucking being rough. And there'd be little kids jumping around and the older adults would yell at us like, hey, watch it. And I'd be like, dude, fuck you. You're like, I want to have a good time. I, I finally get it. I finally understand that I was an asshole. Because these guys had, they had no regard for the kids they were being reckless and jumping all over the place. And uh, this stupid jumper thing was on the concrete. So if any of the kids were going to get thrown out, they're going to fall on the concrete. And I was nervous the whole time. And, and the awkward thing was I wound up, I'm just like, well, I'm eating and I'm watching this fucking kid. This one asshole dickhead of a kid. He's like a wild kid. You know, he's jumping around. And I'm just watching him. I'm making him mad. And this this little kid is on the edge of the fucking jumper. And he starts being extra rough. And I'm telling you, it looked like he was going to bounce at the right. You know, like a, like a trampoline, you jump on one end and it shoots the other kid off. That's what was going to happen. I saw it in slow motion and I just like reacted. I went, hey! <laughs> People looked at me like I was a fucking psycho. And, uh, you know, he kind of got scared. And I don't know if I saved the little girl or whoever the fuck was that was going to get eat the shit. But uh, I was like, fuck, I just I kind of yelled, like shrieked like a, <laughs> like a maniac. And I, I immediately wanted to leave. I was like, oh, I'm over this. I, want, I don't, I don't want to come to any more of these fucking parties. I hate it. I never want to do this again. But, you know, you have to. Tell my wife, I'm, we're not ever coming back. She's like... <laughs> We have to take the kids. They have to go to parties. You can't be like that. It's not about you. It's about them. Oh. <laughs> One more thing about this whole party before I stop talking about it because I'm already getting mad again. The mother of this boy who we, whose party it was is a teacher. And her friend is also a teacher who she works with. These women were getting fucking loaded. All right. And wild. And I'm going to tell you something. They weren't bad looking for their age. All right. I know like 15, 20 years ago, 
I know they were hot as fuck. Okay? You know, they're a little bit older. They lived their life. They've been stressed out by their job. But they were wild women growing up. I can tell you that right now. And she tells me, don't judge us too much. And she starts laughing while she's drinking. She's like, we have to put on a show most of the time in our lives. Okay? We have to put on this good persona. And when we party, we fucking party. (laughs) And right away, I started thinking back to all the teachers I had. Like, holy shit, are you telling me all these broads were fucking wild? All these dudes were just, you know, party animals? I don't know. Could be just a coincidence that those two happen to be like that. Or I start thinking about uh, of the teachers I know. I know like four teachers. Um, you know, they're not very party animal. I know Chuby <gasps> used to be a pretty, pretty good party animal. She's come party with us. But I think she toned way down. Chuby, I'm looking at you. What happened to you, Chuby? Doing your stupid responsibilities. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know teachers? And if you do, do they booze it up? <laughs> Why don't you email the danger hour at <laughs> the danger hour at yahoo.com? That's right. You can email me anything. Anything at all. I'll read it. I can read it on the air. I hey, it could just be private between you and I. I don't care. You can send me some hate mail. You can send me some nude photos of your mom or your wife. I don't care. I'll look at them. All of them. Okay? Maybe even yourself. I'll look at them. Believe me, I will look at them. (laughs) Anyway, all right, let's move on. Speaking of parties. Oh, my God, James. You always have the perfect segues. Oh, that's by design, by the way. I know, James. Okay. Uh, Peterson. Peterson. Son. Son. Peterson. He threw his annual Halloween bash. This one was called the Ford, as in the number four RD, because I think it was a typo. It's supposed to be third, but it's Ford. Peterson's Ford annual Halloween bash. I went to this thing and had a bad time. No, it was fun, dude. Really fun. Someone said something about, like, Peterson, you throw the best Halloween parties. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I think he does. <laughs> I always try to, you know, shit on Peterson all that I can, and I never want to give him the credit he deserves. Because I don't really I don't think he really deserves it half the time, but in this case I think he does deserve it. <laughs> Come on, Peterson. You know I'm teasing you. You son of a bitch. The guy the guy Oh, you know, no, you know, let me let me back up here. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's really not Peterson. It's Lorinda. And and he will not uh, he won't lie about it, she does it. But uh, since they're a package deal because they're an item, it's Peterson's fault too. So I'm sorry, Lorinda, you married into that. That means he gets credit also. But Lorinda does most of the work. It's very obvious, okay? Because it goes well, you can tell that Peterson had really nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, but hey, uh, thank you, mostly Lorinda, and also Peterson. Thank you for having us. Thank you for doing it. It's a good time. There's even rumors that it was the last one, but I don't think so. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Once, uh, once again, I got to tell it. I got I to put it out on the airwaves. I got to document it. 
They go all out, all right? They provide everything. You can't do this anymore, Petersons. Okay, you got to have people step up now. You've proven yourself. You've done it for four years strong. The fifth one, now, now people got to give back, all right? You got to have everyone BYOB. Absolutely. That's the most expensive of all of it because I've thrown parties, I know. And then with the food, yeah, provide a couple dishes. But hey, you tell every couple, hey, bring something. Or even designate people something, you know. Hey, what, can you bring some mac? If you know someone that makes a good killer macaroni salad, hey, you know what? I hate to say this, but hey, uh, can you bring a macaroni salad for everybody? For about 50 people. <laughs> you know, have someone bring bags of chips. Have someone bring salsa. The whole fucking thing. Hot dogs. Oh, I got to bring the hot dogs. I got the hot dogs. Don't worry about it. I got the fruit platter, you know. Next thing you know, you got a whole, you got a whole layout of food. And you didn't pay for most of it. That's what you got to do, Petersons. Simple stuff. Come on. And then you gotta and then you also gotta hire, and I think they'll play for free, this band called the Pod Gods. I heard they're a big fucking deal. They're gaining a lot of traction, mostly on the underground circuit. The Pod Gods. Check them out. Well, they really don't have anything you can listen to, but they're so underground. <laughs> they have nothing you can listen to right now. But just wait, you'll hear something from them, I'm sure of it. Wink, wink. Okay, let's get back to this Peterson's uh, Halloween bash. First and foremost, let me tell you, to get to the Peterson's house, I did something for the first time ever. Oh, my God, James, did you shower? Oh, my God. That was a stupid joke. I'm sorry, James. No, I used that uh, service called Lyft. Oh, my God, James, you're so lame. Everyone knows that Uber is like the cool one to use. Aha! On the contrary! My fairy pants little friend. What are you implying, James? Nothing. Uber doesn't even offer their services to that area. They're like, I think they're mostly LA based or some shit. I don't know. And I think they're more expensive. Dude, Lyft is fucking awesome. It's incredibly fucking awesome. <sighs> There's no better feeling, dude. Oh, let me tell you this. Gas Boy, he came with his, uh, with his uh, fiance, Benzo. Mercedes, but I call her Benzo. So we split the uh, the fare. There's no fucking better feeling than them coming to the house and us having some some drinks before we're about to leave. Not having to worry about driving anything. Oh, drinking a beer, waiting for the dude to say he's there. And you know, you you go into the app. I know this might sound like a commercial for Lyft, but you know, I fucking highly suggest it. It's fucking, it's awesome. You go in the app, you want to ride. It tells you who's around you. You press the button. Okay, I want to ride. And it tells you like, oh, they'll be there in five minutes. Here's the car. Here's the license plate. Here's a picture of the dude. The whole deal. And you just wait and they come right to your fucking door. So uh, we jump in the car. Now let me go through the costumes at first. Because <laughs> Benzo was uh, pretty lame. She. <laughs> She wore all black and had it like some fake plastic snakes in her hair. And she was Medusa. <laughs> Weak, Benzo. Now, nah, they, they tried to do something with spending like the least amount of money possible. Speaking of which, Gas Boy went as the brawny man. And he pulled it off beautifully. He wore a flannel shirt and some jeans and some boots. And he has this like killer manly beard. And uh, he, he had a, a, a roll of brawny that he carried around the whole time. <laughs> you can see these photos on the Danger Hour Instagram account. How's that, James? 
at the danger hour. Look at that. And while you're at it, at Batagrams, also one of my accounts, strictly for Batman fans. That's right, at Batagrams, B-A-T-A-G-R-A-M-S. <laughs> That's right. So he was brawny. He spent $2 on that roll, and he had everything else. Genius. My wife was like a low-budget Harley Quinn. She said she's not Harley. I'm not Harley Quinn. I'm just like a clown. I'm like a psycho clown. But she looked like Harley Quinn, but, you know, low budget. <laughs> now, myself. Oh, my God, James. We all can't wait to hear what you are. Yes. I was a none other than a sophisticant. That's right. And I'm going to tell you, I looked fucking pristine and prestigious and all of those things. Dude, I had like a, an awesome I'm, a, I'm on a yacht type of hat. I had this pink... Yes, pink sport coat that I saw in the Goodwill. This whole costume came together because of that one coat. I saw this coat, pink sport coat on the rack. And I went, oh, and I tried it on and it fit pretty, well, it was a little bit too small, but it fit good enough. And I'm like, that's it. I got to find something to base this coat off of. And I also saw in the Goodwill, this fancy pants yacht type of sailing hat. And that's it. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm getting this. I also picked up some uh, some khakis. Okay. And I bought a, a cheap fucking tie that I turned into an ascot. This whole outfit cost me like $10, okay? I'm not fucking around. My, my Halloween costume was $10. And I looked magical. Uh, that's not true. I had, to, I had to go buy a cigar too. I actually bought uh, four cigars because I was going to uh, bring my uh, my other buddies at the Halloween party, and Peterson was a, was supposed to be one of them. I was going to introduce them all into the sophisticated lifestyle. <laughs> I also brought some high quality top shelf whiskey with me. That's right. So I bought four cigars: one for me, one for number two, one for Gas Boy, and one for Peterson, but he declined respectfully. He doesn't smoke. He really did hurt my feelings. I wanted him to join sophisticant status, but he didn't. So by default, uh, Brando from podcast about nothing stepped in. <laughs> Dressed as the, as the Riddler, by the way. Looking pretty good. His wife was a flapper. Also looking pretty good. Good costumes. Peterson and his wife <laughs> went as uh, Roseanne and Dan Connor from the Roseanne show. <laughs> Oh, man. Beautiful. It was fucking fun, dude. Anyway, so we all get into uh, Fancy Pants Lift. Please take us to Buena Park, California, home of the Ned Files. And the guy goes, oh, really? The Ned Files? I know where that is. Let's go. And we took off. Yes, he was Asian. And uh, <laughs> no, nah, he, was, he was a really quiet Asian. He didn't really speak much, which I don't mind. So we get there. And then, uh, you know, I brought... My cigars, you know, spent, uh, uh, who cares how much I spent? I spent, I, I bought some cigars to everybody. Hopefully Peterson was going to smoke, but he didn't. I brought some whiskey. I thought I had more whiskey than I actually had in my bottle. It was enough for four servings though. Um, but my fucking dumb friend, Gas Boy, really, really fucked up. He didn't get beer. I told him, hey Dick, get a case of beer. Okay. Oh, I ran out of time. I thought we can stop after. I'm like, no, dude. This is we're paying for this fucking ride. 
we're going straight to his goddamn house. You know, it's going to take forever. And spend a lot of money on this guy waiting for us to go inside the store. <laughs> Ugh. So we take off. I mean, sorry. So we get there, and I feel like a dickhead because we really didn't bring anything to the fucking party. So I want to apologize to the Petersons. I felt like a giant asshole, mostly because of Gas Boy, that dickhead dropped the ball. Oh, man. Dummy. So yeah, if you'd like to see the Instagram photos, uh, you can go on to uh, the Danger Hour and also, oh, fuck, I always forget this, the Ned Files, or is it Ned Files? I don't, I don't know. They confuse me. Pot about nothing, all that shit. Find them. And they also, uh, Peterson does this thing every year where he does, where he does karaoke, and every year I always say I'm not gonna do that, and every year after a few drinks, I fuck, I'm up there singing like an idiot. So you can find those videos too if you really want, if you're if you're so inclined. <laughs> so uh okay, here we go. Let's let's uh, uh speaking of parties. Oh my god, James. Here comes the Segway King. <laughs> There's something called ghosting. Okay, Brando, speaking of him, brought this up on the interwebs a while back, like a week or two before the Halloween show, a uh, Halloween party, sorry. He mentioned ghosting. Ghosting, if you don't know what it is, it also goes by the name of the Irish goodbye and the French leave. It's when you're at a party or a get-together and you just take off without saying goodbye to anybody. You just leave and slip out. And it's like, hey, where's, hey, where's Brandon? Uh, I don't know. He left. Guess who did it? <laughs> Brandon. I didn't see him leave. He didn't say bye to me. He ghosted, bro. He just took off, slipped out without saying bye to anybody. Now, I like this idea, but uh, I don't call it that. I have my own name for it. Would you like to hear what it is? Oh, my God, James. I bet they're all just dying to hear what you call it. Like, you do so much better than other stuff. Relax, all right, will you? Sassy pants. Okay, just relax a little bit. I call it the Batman exit. Oh, I I don't get it, James. Because he always does that, where where people are talking to him on the roof and they turn around and he's gone. <laughs> the Batman exit, okay? I want you to use that. I hope he catches on, but I want you to give me credit for it, okay? Just just give me credit for it. Huh, you heard about Steve? Yeah, he pulled the Batman exit. Heard that from James from the Danger Hour, by the way. That's what you got to say every time you use it. And I know it's a, it's a lot of words to throw in there, but I think it's worth being able to use that little slogan. The Batman exit. Just disappearing with no one noticing. Without saying anything. Without saying goodbye. Sort of rude, people might uh, believe. It's rude to say nothing and just slip out the back door. Which I sort of agree. But uh, this article I read kind of raises a good point. You don't want to kind of like... You know, remind people that, oh, it's getting late. People are starting to leave. You know, it's like, yeah, once you're gone, hey, where'd that fucking guy go? I think he left. Then we, then he gives us a reason to talk shit about you after, you, after you're gone. <laughs> Brandon, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Not really. Not really. So the Batman exit. Take it and run. All right. Real quick. Speaking of Halloween. Um, I was the sophisticant for... For the Peterson's uh, bash, Halloween bash. But for trick-or-treating, 
I wanted to switch it up. I took the kids. Yes, I like to dress up with my kids. I think it's fun. I get a kick out of it. So we did our, our usual um, Halloween tradition, going trick-or-treating in Whittier, in the old town, uptown, whatever you call it. It's pretty fucking cool. Everyone's all into it. Really popular. The streets are crowded with a bunch of people. It's pretty dark. It's really fucking sick. And uh, then took the creepy drive, playing Halloween horror music through the canyon back home. And then we stopped at In-N-Out to eat. Oh, and I made myself eat a three by three. Oh, baby. I got to tell you, man, when I go to In-N-Out, I just got to really fat myself up. I, I hardly go there anymore. So when I do, I really, I really go all out. And I don't feel bad about it at all. So I went trick-or-treating as... That's right. Indiana Jones. James, I thought you were already... Were Indiana Jones like seven years ago or something? Yes. It's my backup. I have the hat. I have the jacket. I got the pants now. I use the same, I use the same sophisticated khakis. Um, we got some brown boots. So, you know, it's my backup. I wanted to come home from work, sit down in my wife's makeup chair, and have her go crazy on me. Just, you know, go crazy. Put a bunch of fucking makeup all over my face. Oh, my God, James. What's new? No. Like crazy, like creepy, maybe some kind of creepy clown or like some fucking, whatever she could come up with. She's a real, she's pretty, um, she's pretty creative when it comes to that kind of shit. So that's what I wanted to happen, but came home, you know, got, got late fast, ran out of time. Like, fuck, now we got to go. So I'm like, God damn it. I'm just going to dress as Indiana Jones and call it a night. I had my little satchel, had my little whip saved from over the years. And as we're leaving, my, my wife goes, let's go next door and say hi to the neighbor real quick. He'll like to see the kids dressed up. I'm like, all right. The neighbor she's referring to, none other than the Nazi neighbor. That's right. The Nazi neighbor. Oh, my God, James. Why do you call him that? That's so racist. It's not racist. It's true. If you know the show, you know the legend. But all I'm going to tell you, to sum it up, you can go back and you can listen to that show if you're really fucking curious. He was a real Nazi in World War II. Now he lives next door to me. Yes, he is very German. Yes, he is very old. And yes, he is very awesome. So we go over there and uh, knock on the door. He comes. Oh, hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jacob. You look good. Who are you? Oh, you're, you're Superman, Jacob. Yes, you're Superman. Wow. And, and who are you, Jasmine? Who are you supposed to be? I'm Snow White. Snow White? I, I don't know that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm Snow White. And, oh, I think I know who it is. We have, we have a similar character in Germany. Her name is Strachenflaschenblüschen. Whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> and he looks at me. Oh, you look very manly back there. <laughs> I'm standing there all fucking proud and uh, confident looking. And I'm like, then I had the realization. Oh, my God. This is the second awesome moment I've had with Nazi neighbor. The first being the time I got home from work and it was a hot fucking summer day. And I'm putting up my, uh, <laughs> I'm putting in my window shades. And he goes, oh, you're putting those shades up, huh? And I go, yeah, if I don't put them up, my car gets as hot as an oven. And then I realized what I said. And I was like, yeah, I just said hot as an oven to a Nazi. Yes. Moment number two of awesomeness was on Halloween night when I realized 
I'm dressed up as Indiana Jones facing a Nazi just like in the movies. Ah! I was really fucking hoping he knew who I was. I'm pretty sure he doesn't, though. You know, he wouldn't know. But I knew, and that's what counts. Dude, it was like, it was like a real movie moment. Indiana Jones facing... It's like the time that, I fa- that he faced uh, Hitler. Remember that scene? That's pretty much what happened. Loosely based, but pretty much. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, basically, we went trick-or-treating. It was great. Um, a shit ton of Elsas were running around, little girls. This is Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Building little snowmen. Let it go. Is that how it goes? I don't know. But, uh, dude, I got to tell you something. I was the only Indiana Jones roaming the rough streets of Whittier that night. And I loved that feeling. Nobody else was dressed as Indiana Jones. Not a soul. And you know what else? You know what else? A lot of people, like uh, uh, 20s, 30s, you know what? Fuck all ages would see me and get a kick out of it. Hey, Indy! It was killer, dude. It's fucking awesome having people get excited because it's like a throwback. Like, hey, you don't see this shit hardly now. That's awesome. I even had a fucking, like, kids. I love the fact that kids knew who I was. This kid must have been like about nine or 10 years old. He goes, hey, I don't know who, what, what guy, what are you talking about? Him, him, what's his name? Oh, Indy, oh, Indiana Jones, that's who you are. <laughs> he was so fucking excited. It was cool, man, but you know, mostly like 30 something year olds are telling me, like, oh, Indy, you know, women and get a kick out of it. It's fucking cool. So that's how my Halloween went. All right, before I start closing out the show, sort of ties into Halloween. I discussed this on a previous show. Uh, concerning suicide. Su- you know that song from MASH? That MASH song, right? You know MASH? Do you know that song has lyrics and it goes, Hold on. Because suicide is painless. You get the point. Anyway, uh, suicide. I I talked about this whole fucking scenario about what song I would play and how I'd commit suicide. Okay? Very popular little segment I did. Got a lot of feedback on it. Well, not really. Uh, But I'm actually opening it back up to you listeners. I would love... I would really love and get a kick out of it if you'd send me an email. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. Just give up, James. No one wants to reach your goddamn email. Oh, I'm not giving up. I know they're out there. I know people would like to write me emails. Send me an email, the danger hour at yahoo.com. Of how you'd commit suicide and what song you'd be playing when you did it. Okay? I gave you my whole thing. I'm not gonna repeat it. Go back and listen if you want. It's called Suicide Soundtrack, that episode. So I have, a, I have a submission. That's right. And it comes from a listener. No. None other than Lido's better half. Oh, my God. I, I don't understand, James. He's, all Lido is, is the best. No, 
No, Le no, Leto's not the best half. He is far from it. His better half is Sandra. Sandra Ramirez. And she truly is a better person, far better person than Leto. For one example, she's made me awesome fish tacos. Listen, let me tell you this again. Let me even talk slower and more clearly. She made me awesome tasting fish tacos. Probably the best fish tacos I've ever had in my life. And she gave me that gift. Has Lido ever made me anything delicious? No. Not once. Okay? She also doesn't go around acting like she's the best fucking thing that ever happened to the world. Like Lido. So right there, that's just two short, quick examples of how she's a better person. <laughs> oh, man. So Sandra gave, uh, gave her, her insight. Let me go ahead and play you the song that Sandra will commit suicide to. Good song. I do like this song. Fine choice. And away we go. Yeah. 
Sandra. Sandra. Sangria. All right. Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. You know what? I was only going to play like a minute or two of that, but it sounded so fucking good. I had to keep listening. I do like that song. It is fine. So, just uh, let me interrupt myself (laughs) real quick, like I always do. If you would like to send me your suicide song and your suicide scenario, I'll play your song. And tell the scenario. So go ahead and get on that. But if your song is not that good, I'm not, I'm not going to put the whole thing. So here's Sandra's little scenario. She's going to think about that song, right? She's going to press play. It's going to start going. And uh, she's going to be serving Lido some of those said fish tacos that I discussed earlier. Now, what he doesn't know is that she slipped some poison in there. That's right. Maybe she even fried those fishes in some uh, poison oil, <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, she just sprinkled poison over it when she was when the, when, he, when she's done, right? It's in the salsa, and she serves him and herself a plate of those fine fish tacos that she makes, and she's got the song playing in the background. Now, yes, you heard me right. She is planning to murder Lido and <laughs> take him along with her, which is fine by me, by the way. I'm all for it. That's a great plan. <laughs> any plan, any plan uh, if, to commit suicide that involves taking Lido with you, I'll, I'll sign right on the dotted line. I'll, I'll endorse that one. Yeah, can you believe? Can you believe how psycho she is? I'm gonna take this motherfucker with me. <laughs> that's great, dude. So yeah, she she said she'd poison him. I guess you know that's such like a woman. Don't women go for the poison? So uh, that sounds like a good way to go, to, to be honest. Fuck yeah, dude. Listening to that song and eating poisoned fish tacos. I mean, she didn't really say the fish taco part. I'm just throwing that in there because that's the way I think Lito would want to go out <laughs> without knowing it. So Sorry, Lito. I guess as soon as, you, as soon as you see fish tacos served in front of you and you hear that song come on, run for the fucking door. <laughs> but uh, great, great uh, addition. Sandra, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Way to get interactive. Oh, and by the way, on a side note, relating to Sandra, she also uh, she heard my uh, the show with the Miley Cyrus thing. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Yeah, so uh, she told me to check out Miley Cyrus's rendition of "Baby." Uh, how's it go? Baby, uh, babe, I'm gonna leave you. I don't want to leave you. I ain't joking, woman. I got to ramble. 
baby. You know that song, right? So she does her own version. I got to tell you, Sandra. She does do a good job. Don't get me wrong. But I saw the video. They're all horrible quality videos, by the way. Um, but the ones I did see, she does a fine job singing the song. She does hit those high notes where most people won't. She can hit the notes. Uh, it does sound kind of cool, but but she just douches it up enough to throw me off the whole thing. With the, with the movements she's doing and the outfit she's got on. And she does go off. Um, you know, she doesn't stay on time with how the song should be sung. That kind of bugs me. So I see the uh, the talent in that rendition, but I gotta say nay. I do not I do not go for it. Danger denied. <laughs> but uh hey, I appreciate you throwing that at me. So there you go. Once again, Sandra. Uh thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, now let's start closing this bitch out. And let's start with a little something I like to call I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy. All right, fancy times, everybody. I got uh, two fancies real quick. The first fancy is companies that do not buckle to people's bitching about their advertisements. Oh, I'm offended. Remove that advertisement. At what? Oh, oh. The, the latest one I heard on the radio the other day is that people are upset over Rob Lowe's commercial. Hi, I'm Rob Lowe. And I'm uh, and I'm creepier, Rob Lowe. That you know that whole thing, uh, where like the dude has uh, stage fright when he comes to peeing at the urinal, right? So people are upset. This is a serious issue, okay? Many men have the uh, the burden of not being able to urinate at the urinal when other people are around. It's not a laughing matter. I demand the commercial to be removed. And what? Get the fuck out of here. All right. I suffer from this ailment myself, but I'm not, it doesn't bother me. Stop being such a fucking pussy. All right. Now, I, I applaud whatever, com- whatever company that is. I, I forget. I applaud. They, they, they're pretty much like, nah, <laughs> we're not going to do it. We're going to leave it up. This has happened with other companies. There's another company that took a big stand. Where they raised a big stink about it. And they're like, nah, fuck you. Oh, it was, uh, it was like JCPenney. Because they had a lesbian, some, uh, some kind of gay thing. Where people are like, no, nah, that's wrong. Don't be doing that. You know, don't have a, don't have a gay spokesman. And they're like, nah, fuck off. We're going to leave it the way it is. And uh, I love that shit. I love the companies that have the balls. That stand up and say, you know what? Nah, fuck you. We're not going to give in to you. Everyone these days, oh, you can't do anything. Everybody's offended. I, I love the companies that stand up for themselves and say, nah, go fuck yourselves. We're not, we're not pulling it. We're leaving it. It's fine. You need to get over yourselves. And you know what? No, and no one gives a shit because it blows over right away. No one cares. Love it. Everyone's too scared. So the companies that, that, uh, that are not scared, they take a stand and, and they, when they run their offensive ads, <laughs> I fancy that. And the next thing I fancy, oh boy, this is a big one. I heard this the other day on the, on the radio also. And I was thoroughly, thoroughly fancified, if that's a word, 
If it's not, I just made it up tonight, and I want money every time someone uses it. Fancified. They played this song, and uh, it threw me right back into the 80s. Okay, 80s music. Not saying I'm a huge fan of 80s music, but what I'm saying is I'm not a fan of the shit that's out now. Okay? K-Rock, all they play is a bunch of bullshit. Yes, I know. You're going to call it hipster. I don't use that word. But it's all fucking knee slapping. Okay, all right. Whistling, all the whole bullshit. Everyone's slapping their knees. Everyone's doing that shit. It's fucking annoying. I miss electric guitars, all right? I miss solos. I, I, I miss uh, cool fucking drumming. I, I miss just the, the rock band sound. I miss that. It's not around. I mean, Foo Fighters are around. They're one of the only ones doing it. But I, I heard this recently, and it made me so happy. Because, dude, it's a brand new... It's pretty fucking new still. I think it came out in September. It came out in September, and it, it sounds like it was recorded 30 years ago. <laughs> None other than Billy motherfucking Idol. That's right. Billy Idol. But who's Billy Idol, James? It's a nice day to start again. It's a nice day for a white wedding. Come on. I'm dancing with myself. I'm dancing with myself. <laughs> Rock the cradle with love. Rock the cradle with love. It's the cradle of love. James, not another medley. Ah. Uh, uh, I think it's time for a Billy Idol medley. Oh my God, James, why? <laughs> she cried. Flash. Flash for fantasy. <laughs> Your eyes without a face, face, face. You got no human ways. Your eyes without a face, face, face. And uh, of course, the most popular one. With the rebel yells, you want more, 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 more. Come on, little baby. She want more, 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 more. <laughs> You get it. Billy fucking Idol. Let me play you his latest song. Now, if you listen to the song and you don't immediately want to go into an 80s movie montage, like, you know, not unlike the whole Rocky thing where you want to work out, you know, and it shows you running around and you're, and you're fist pumping in the air like you're fucking <laughs> shadow boxing. All right. If you don't get that mental image of running through a city, wearing sweats, Lifting weights and jogging, then I can't. I, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You're, you're, you're lost. <laughs> so without further ado, my extreme fancy of the fucking month is hearing this Billy Idol song. And it's I fucking like it, dude. I like the song. You know, it's cheesy, but it's fucking awesome. And we need more shit like this. All right. Take it away, Billy. If the world keeps turning and the mind keeps burning, can you feel the passion? Can I make it 
happen once again Now I'm running in times that are frightening But I won't let that break me I won't let that take me down again So you know my story Well I'll tell you a secret Inside I was hurting Inside I was crying out for more Now I'm rolling through streets that are empty To find my destination Will you touch my fascination once again? Think of the 80s montage. I hope you did. I hope whatever month, it doesn't have to be an 80s month. It could be your own montage of you like doing your laundry, going grocery shopping and, and running the bags into, from your car. All right. Any one of those things will work. But uh, you're welcome. I just delivered. I helped me and Billy Idol help deliver you from the daily nonsense that you hear. <laughs> All right. And now it's time. For the darker side of life, that's right. It's time for the legendary a fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! Oh, yeah! All right. Fuck you moment. All right, here we go. Okay, first one. I got two. First one. I mentioned Instagrams. Now, I go on there. On the Danger Hour profile, I'll follow some models. That's right, women. Sexy models, but I gotta say fuck you to these women because do you know how I do enjoy a good body shot? Okay, a nice, a nice tastefully done, a nice, uh, a, a good pose, the lighting done just right where they look extra sexy. Okay, I like that, but I also get disgusted. Okay, I not like, like the next guy, I, I enjoy. Looking at a beautiful woman, but there just is there's a line. I just really can't get away from how fucking self-centered all these women are, and it throws me off. That's right. I can't just appreciate um, a good-looking, half-naked woman because most of them aren't like that. Most of them are just like selfies. Or you know what really pisses me off? When you see these photos 
and they're trying to look like they're in their natural state of life. But you know there's a fucking person like here, take take pictures of me walking out this step, this door. And like I'm gonna act, I'm gonna look totally no like natural. <laughs> or the ones that go, oops, got busted playing this game, or oops, got busted doing this. Like, no, no, stupid. You fucking know goddamn well there's a camera right in front of you and they're taking photos of you. And you're just pl- I'm trying to be playful. Go fuck yourself. It's really annoying. Just the simple fact. Okay, next time you see a chick all like doing this pose and shit, remember that she's posing for it and there's someone, like she's at home. Okay, take a picture of me now on the couch. Okay, take a picture of me now walking out this door. Okay, take a picture of me now laying on this on this towel. Think about that and how pathetic it is now. That's her day. Her day is spent just... Take a picture of me doing this now. Oh, take a picture of me. And she's just looking at herself on her phone all fucking day. Oh, no, this one's no good. I'm going to use this one. The lighting is like not so good on this one. I look, my butt looks not that good in this picture. <sighs> just how self-absorbed they all are. Every one of them. They're all fucking psycho. You know they got to be a, a pain in the ass to hang out with. They've got to be. And every time they're at a party, you know, oh, look at this photo with me and these other girls. It's like, <sighs> I know, dude. I know I, I hear myself sound like a psycho, like, dick, they're fucking hot chicks. Just fucking look at the pictures and, being, and get used to it. You know, get over it. Who fucking cares? I can't. I get wrapped up in, in like, come on. Stop trying to look like this is a fucking natural pose. Go fuck yourself. All right, you, you didn't just put on a sundress and a big hat and oh, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> you caught me again. Oh, darn you. Look at you hiding and taking photos of me without me knowing about it. Oh, fuck you. It's not the way it's going down. So you broads. Okay, not all of them. A lot of them are, are doing it extremely obvious. Like, oh, you got me again. Uh, fuck all of you girls. Okay. I'm tired of it. Yes. Yes, I know. You know what, James? I know what you're going to say. Well, is it maybe you should just stop following these girls? Precisely. I defriended a lot of them. <laughs> or, uh, sorry, unfollowed. I got fed up. I just got fed up. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was kind of a weak one. It's just been bothering me lately. That's not. Okay, on to the bigger fuck you. Here's the biggest one. This one really grinds my gears. This kind of ties into like the politics thing at the beginning of the show. So here's how I'm going full circle. None of this shit's an accident, okay? You got to know that. All these politicians, none of it's an accident. The people that are running shit, it's all going the way they want it to go, okay? Say what you want. The other thing is uh, a lot of friends and family members, it just seems a lot lately, or even friends of friends on the Facebook, I've seen this. People saying that, uh, okay, for example, my cousin, my, on my white trash side, he lives, he's, actually, he's the Arkansas Cholo. He's been on the show before. He put a post up saying that his cholesterol is high. The doctors got me on all these meds. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You don't need all that shit. Okay, you don't need it. High cholesterol, uh-oh. How about this? Eat greens. 
Lay off the fucking red meat. Lay off the deep fried foods. Okay, lay off the, the junk food. Drink a lot of water. Stop smoking. Guess what? Fucking problem solved. I, I guarantee you, in six weeks, you go back to the fucking doctor. After six weeks of eating salads and, and, and grilled chicken, okay, organic food, water, six weeks, go back. You'll be healthy as a fucking horse. Stop, you got, okay, Arkansas, Arkansas Cholo does smoke. Stop all that shit. You don't need these fucking meds, dude. It's the pharmaceutical companies. <sighs> Any chance they get. Oh, here, get on, here, buy these pills. Never fucking fails, dude. I got another family member. Same thing. But a different problem. Something, ever, something happened with them. Oh, I'm on all these meds now. These meds are expensive. Well, yeah, they're fucking expensive. This one really pisses me off because people don't fuck like I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but a lot of people don't know any better. Okay, well, they tell me I got, you know, they're doctors. They know what they're doing. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think it really comes down to what you're eating and what you're drinking. You can, you know, I, I'll even go as far as saying you can fucking lay around most of the day. If you're eating good fucking foods and in good portion sizes, I think you're going to be just fine. You don't need all this other shit. Ugh, pills. And then you know what the pills do to you, right? Other than line the pockets of these fuckheads while they... Dude, you know they're all laughing, right? I've said this before. They're all laughing at you. All the fat fucks on the hill are all laughing. Look at all the money we're making because these idiots... Ebola, get the hell out of here. Yeah, dude, it's all tied in together. They're all trying to make everybody scared. Oh, I better run to the fucking hospital. Okay, and get my uh, my my pills. Or, you know, uh, uh, what's the fucking word? <laughs> Preventative medicines, I better go. Oh, I, I think oh, I, got, I, got, I got a cold. I better go to the doctor, get something. Come on. And the flu shots. Is it so far-fetched to think that these people that are running the goddamn world with their fucking bullshit, pharmaceutical bullshit, you don't think they're going to have some eggheads in a lab, hey, make a, new, uh, make a new flu virus, and then they'll have it distributed somehow where it's going to be spreading around. Nothing deadly, but it's going to be, you know, oh, everyone's getting sick. Go get your flu shot. Give me a fucking break. Ugh. Conspiracies, man. Conspiracies. Ah, it just seems too fucking easy. <laughs> There's no profit in cures, my friends. They don't want us to be cured. They don't. They want to keep sucking the money out of everybody. It's all tied together. Why is all the shitty food so cheap? Why is it so available? All the food and fast food is all made of shit. Why? Why is obesity so high? It's all connected. You need fucking medications. It's a big game. All right? Right? I'm on my soapbox, but this one really makes me mad. Whiskey Boy. Denied Whiskey Boy Radio. Fellow podcaster. Denied his surgery. Hey, you don't need surgery. Just keep popping these pills. He's fucking begging for surgery. <laughs> they won't give it to him. Nah, these pills will help you. 
it's the same shit. There's no profits and cures. They don't want to give him surgery. They want to keep his ass buying pills. It just hap- it just seems to be happening more and more. I've seen all these posts. Oh, I'm on these all these meds. Like, oh Christ. And it just pisses me off. I'm sorry. I'm on my soapbox. I'm yelling at all of you. But you know what? I think y'all should I think y'all deserve to be yelled at. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even know if this is all true. This all, I could be just talking out of my ass, which is the danger hour, by the way, like I've already mentioned. But uh, I don't th- I don't think it's so far fetched. you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, conspiracy theorist, dude. But uh, that's just it's just it's an easy way to just blow it all off. I think I think a lot of this shit, there's something to it. I don't know. But uh, on, what can okay? What could it hurt to take your old pal Danger's advice and don't, you know, if you have high cholesterol, all that shit, don't take the pills because in the long run it, it does screw over your liver. Also, you know that, right? It causes your liver to fail and your kidneys. Look that up. It's true. What will it hurt to say, you know what, let me just start eating good and, and drinking a lot of water and eating organic. Let's see what happens in two months. I'll go back to the doctor in two months and see what they say. Curiosity. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, to all the pharmaceutical companies and all the pill pushers and all you motherfuckers at the top trying to push your shit down on the little guy. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Oh, Christ. It's been almost, it's been a long... A long solo show. Wow, I guess all this time without you has given me a, a strong case of diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> I know, James, you didn't give me much of a chance to talk this time. You know what? No one needs to hear from you right now. You can talk more when I don't have much to talk about. That's what you're here for, to fill in the gaps. But uh, yeah, I was I'm rambling like a fool today, so I don't need you much. You're, you're here just in case. You're on standby. Know your place. <sighs> okay, James, I can't argue with that. I know you can't because there's no reason to. It's the truth. All right. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me. Episode 151, a milestone. Look at me, shining bright like a diamond. <laughs> like that horrible song. All right, everybody. Thank you once again for listening. Like I said, it's been too damn long. I've been talking too much. You don't need to hear any more. So I will leave you with the same great advice besides stop taking pills that I leave you with every show. And that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. Later.